We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014. Period. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You are listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo. We're back. Welcome to Biting the Bullet. I'm joined with my co-host, Typo. Hey, yo. And, uh, yeah, we're doing this right before the fucking Bengals versus Miami game. I We were just we were just about to talk about it, and I was like, ah, let's piss everybody off at the front end of our show and talk about it right now instead. Dude, Miami Dolphins are looking pretty good, honestly. Like, they, look strangely, they look great, but this is... This is uh this is the game they lose. This is the game they lose because the Bengals have been on a slide and you can't let a Super Bowl contending team go on like they have and uh you know they got to get one back against the red hot Dolphins. Uh it's all show, you know? Like I uh, I'm actually kind of starting to believe this whole thing that it's <laughs> it's like the WWE. Um it's and it's fixed, it, dude. It's, all, it's all fixed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to think it's all fixed. Like there's a guy that I was like, I, I saw him cause I follow him for bets. I follow him for bets. And uh, like, I just like seeing what he has to say and there's things he gets wrong and there's things, but a, a lot of times he gets a lot right. And, uh, or he'll be like, I'm not touching it, but I think this is the, the story that they're trying to tell, whether it's NFL MLB, UFC, like it doesn't matter. I started following for UFC bets, but I was, I've, and then he started saying all this shit about things being fixed and how it's all. And I was like, God, dude, this guy's fucking stupid. <laughs> you bet, dude, you can't but, get red pilled on sports. Like, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm fucking, if I'm just going to enjoy the story for what it is. I'm just going to enjoy the story for what they're showing me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's the Bengals. They're, they're they're down and out. They're prior Super Bowl, you know, runner ups, and uh, you know they're on a skid. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Mixon, and yeah. uh, you know they don't know like they they don't have a line. They don't have a line in Miami. It's red hot. It's they beat the Bills. You know they're fucking all of this, and it's like, all right, this is the game that the uh, the underdog story that Joe Burrow's had the last couple years gets to go back out on top and they're like oh he they're a real team they just had a bad first two games first three games yeah i mean joe burrow still gets he's like the most sacked quarterback in the league and i don't know how they didn't address that last from last year um yeah or the year like you would think they would have addressed it like the next (laughs) year because he got got hurt yeah his rookie year right and Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah, like when you watch, especially in the primetime games, they do make it a story. They do make them like 
They like because sometimes you'll look at it and it's like the Bengals and the Dolphins. Why the fuck is this prime time? Like, you know, like yeah. you look like some of them you look at it, it'll be like the Jets and the Browns sometimes. You're like, why the fuck is this prime time? Like this makes no sense. Especially yeah. like two years ago when they were Broncos, San Fran. Yeah. Broncos, but, San Fran, the Sunday but, night game. And it was it was for a specific reason. Well, this is my reasoning now. Game winning drive by Russell West or Russell Wilson. Okay. So they had to show that because he hasn't looked good with the Broncos and to shit on Jimmy G for the shit that he pulled this off season. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes fucking sense. Yeah. And, and there is like, and I would everybody say, picked San Fran. Everybody picked San Fran to win. Yeah. And, and there is like, you, if you don't look at it, like who, like who's the best team is or who's the worst team or who's got, you know, all those stats the and the, but who, yeah, we'll look at it too. It's like, what's better for the NFL? You know, yeah. like what is better for the NFL? Well, like if, and how many who brings times have in they the made the decision? Yeah. How many times have they made the, the, the decision for things, whether it's, you know, um, suspensions or whatever else, like it's always about the money. So like, why wouldn't the game itself be about the money? Yeah, and like with Deshaun Watson, like you know, he's got whatever you think, what happened 11, or whatever. Eleven games, that's eleven it. game suspension. You're like, that's a little weird. When has it ever been one an odd number? And why would and it be and eleven? It, and why would it? And why is it on? Why is it the week that he returns? It's against his former team. Oh, there it is. And it's I think literally every- against the Texans. It's literally against the Texans. <laughs> And it's like I'm just saying, set, man. I'm just they saying. They set it up, dude. They set it up like that. They know. They know. And sometimes it's obvious. I think. I think the Deshaun Watson suspension was the most obvious one, where it's like, yeah, he's coming yeah. back when he's playing the Texans because that's the team he just got left. Like that, everyone kind of knows that. Yeah. But sometimes there's ones that you're like, why, why this? Like, and. How okay, so Deshaun Watson got the suspended for like and don't get me wrong, his allegations were pretty serious. He had like a numerous women that accused him of sexual yeah. assault, right? 30 but it was like 32, 33. Yeah, a lot. Now I, you know, don't you know, I kind of want him to play because he's on my fantasy football team, but maybe I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> but your part uh, what's of it, his, typo. How much did you pay it? Roger Goodell? <laughs> <laughs> what what about uh uh, Calvin Ridley, though, I mean, yeah. I don't think what sixteen games, Ridley... yeah, sixteen but... games for betting on your own team, yeah, and it the bet $1, was like fifteen hundred dollars, fifteen hundred dollars. This guy makes millions, and you're he bet fifteen hundred bucks, and you're going to suspend him for a whole fucking season. I that blew my mind. Like, I get why you're not, you know, allowed to bet on you know, games and stuff as a player. I kind of understand yeah. that, especially if, especially if you bet against, like, if you're betting on the team you're playing to win, you know, that would be a big problem. But, you know, but he did better on his own team. So it's like, you know, he, you got to win. So he's more motivated to go out and do his best. But yeah. that. Well, it, it was when he couldn't that, play, remember? He was out. Yeah, that's right. That's he right. He was out. So he was just, he was like, I can't even, I have no. Like, I get that he could tell other players, like, hey, you know, 
don't score this touchdown if you're up by three and a half. But he bet a money line. From what I remember, it was like a money line flat bet on the Ravens for or on the uh, Falcons for like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, like not a big deal, not a big deal. Yeah, and that's you're gone for a season. Like you're not you're not playing for an entire season. And it's like, no. dude, like it's just so crazy just to saying. me. Some, it's really there's maybe. Maybe NFL wants the Falcons to lose for some reason. I don't know. What's up, everyone? Let me take a second and tell you about our new sponsor, David Day. He offers a legal protection membership that gives you access to attorneys 24-7 for as little as a dollar a day. When you're pulled over, don't talk to the police. Shut the fuck up and call your attorney. When a company screws you over, don't try to call and fight them. Have your attorney write them a letter. Take action to be the man of your house and protect your family from the worst aspects of the state. Visit David's website at davidday.com backslash bullet so that he knows we sent you. Um, that website is david, D-A-V-I-D-D-D-A-Y.com backslash bullet. Uh, let him know that we sent you and uh, hope he protects everything you need out there. Maybe they want, I don't know. I don't really know what the storyline is there. Maybe it was something against Russell Gage itself. Maybe it was a vendetta from Goodell. Yeah, and I'm sure that's another probably aspect that we're not even like considering is like there's probably like animosity between owners and like what they want to do to mm-hmm. each other. Like, oh, I don't, you know, because this guy's trying to make this move and move move stadiums, and it's like, ah, oh, that's not good for me. And like, I don't know, just like little yeah. political bullshit involved that we don't really see because like. You know, and you only you only yeah. hear about owners when, you know, they're at the game or like maybe when they're making a big move. But we don't know all like the nitty gritty shit that goes on behind the scenes. They got their own yeah. like, and you know, there's committee. some prissy bitches. Oh, there's yeah. some prissy fucking bitches. I mean, just they're look at Jerry low. Jones. He's the one that's most in the like face of the public. And he fucking sucks. Like majority of people hate him. Because yeah. he's kind of is a it... fucking cock. Well, isn't he like their manager? Of, he is a cock. Yeah, he's their owner and manager. He don't they don't have a GM. Yeah, which is it's a lot. But I guess if it's your yeah. team, you can do what you want. But whatever. I just think that I think, yeah, there's probably a lot of shadiness that goes on. And I'm but I'm afraid to look into it, dude. Because like, you know, I was in the military. I supported the military. And then I started looking <laughs> into things. And I was like, man, this shit's kind of rigged, man. Like, this shit's kind of shady as fuck. And now it ruined it for me. Now I resent the military. And I think it's garbage. And I want it to go away. So if I look into the NFL and I start seeing shit, and I'm going to be like, nah, go away. <laughs> nah, see, I, I want to know the, the storyline so I can make some money off of it. That's the goal. You got to make some oh, money I, off the storyline. I guess that's a, that's a good point. It'll make your you bets know who better. better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I guess that's that'd be a good enough reason to like get in the nitty gritty of it. But I just want to stay on the outside. Be just a blue pill. Like, you know, when people when the Bears last year were doing garbage and all the fans in the stands were screaming like the rabble, the people that don't really know anything, they're just like fire, Nagy. 
I just like joining in with the rabble, dude. Fire Nagy. I have no idea if it's Nagy's fault. It could be the GM. It could be clearly. It could be the players. Clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> it, could, <laughs> it could be a lot of things that's wrong. Could the whole organization from top to bottom. It could like, but we're all gonna blame Nagy because the, the that's what the rabble's yelling for. And I just like to join in with them. Yeah, fire Nagy. Fire him. Get him out of there. <laughs> yeah, dude. I get it. Um I've been blaming uh, the Broncos quarterback for years, so <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know what to do now. Blame yeah. the quarterback still, I guess. No, it's always it's always the head coach. It's been the head coach in in Denver too for a while. Like we have had we had Josh McDaniels, who is trash. He's, on, he's there for Oakland now, and look how Oakland's doing. Trash. That's true. Um, we had um, Fox, who. Is just a good offensive coordinator, like just be an offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? We had the dude from Arizona who's their defensive coordinator. Great defensive coordinator. Just be a defensive coordinator. You don't have to be a head coach. I can't remember mm-hmm. his name, the little black dude. Um, uh, I can't remember his name right now. But you know who I'm talking about? He's the yeah. defensive coordinator for Arizona. They always show his fucking face. Um, now we have Nathaniel Hackett who was fucking loved by Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Loved, loved. He said he made football fun again for him. And I haven't seen a fun offensive <laughs> game from the goddamn Broncos. Yeah, you're once this struggling, year. dude. They're struggling. It looks horrid. It looks so bad. And it's not really the line. It's not really the line. Like, a lot of times, like, our line has been trash in the past. But, like, our wide receivers aren't getting open. We're not we're not even throwing the ball that much. We got Russell Wilson, and I'm not saying he's a fucking precision passer, but he's a fucking gunslinger. And when he got to be the gunslinger at the end of the game, it worked. But I don't know. It's just crazy. We got two really good running backs, and so I get it. They want to run the fucking ball down other people's throats. But the whole point of running the ball down people's throats is so you can get a fucking big pass. And Jerry Judy yeah. has had problems with drops, so he needs to fucking fix that because he had a wide open fucking touchdown and dropped it. But yeah, shit. it's like you guys, uh, you guys have all the names? players, but there's no chemistry. Yeah, no. yeah. and we, yeah, there's you, there's a lot of that. You like you just don't see the chemistry between them all. But then it, but it's like CD Lamb had that big drop in fucking on the game on Monday, and ended up scoring the game winning touchdown. And it's like. Well, let's go back to Judy. Give him another chance. You know, like, and it's, I don't know. There's just, the Broncos are, should be interesting this week. That's for sure. Yeah, well, the Bears, like, we have, we beat the, like, it's so weird. We're two and one, and it's like, I should be excited that we're, like, not garbage yet. You're basically on three. It's bad, dude. It's so bad. Like, Like, our wins are, like, Your two and one is worth an (laughs) 0 and three. (laughs) We barely beat the Texans with the backup quarterback. I, I don't know if that guy's a backup, actually. They might be their starter. But I've never heard of him before until this year. So <laughs> Mills? Mm-hmm. Davis Mills? Yeah, Davis yeah. Mills has been around for a little bit. Oh, okay. So he's like a veteran backup? Yeah. And okay. he's had some good seasons. He finished off the season last year for the Texans, I think. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's just like the Bears are – there's 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 teams that are zero and three right now 
that wouldn't trade for the record for the Bears, the Bears record. They wouldn't trade for it. They're like, yeah, you guys are two and one, but yeah, if we'll I have to have the- everything attached to it that comes with the two and one, then I'll, I'll just stay over. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot. Of, well, everyone's like, you know, I thought it would kind of be like, all right, we're going to see what Justin Fields can do. And I mean, nope. I don't really I don't really think it's him to blame necessarily, but we're not seeing like the shine yet. Like nothing no. from him, dude. And I don't think the coaches really rely on him. We just go to the run game, which has worked out great yeah. for us in, in the end. But like, it's like, Jesus, I don't yeah. know if we can go to the run I'm game excited. every time. I'm pretty sure Montgomery is out this weekend, right? Right. He's mm-hmm. is that for sure yet? Yeah. So we get to see uh we get to see Ebner in that that number two spot. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see Ebner in that number two spot because I think he only got one carry at the end of the game the other day, but Ebner in that number two spot. Herbert's good, but it, I like Ebner. Ebner is gonna be uh and I have him on my fantasy team. So I took yeah, him off. I was gonna say I was like, how do you even know who that is, you fucker? Like I was <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, how do you know our third string running back? You, like I don't even know who yours is. <laughs> how do you know that? And it's because you I don't got even know fantasy. who my third string running back is. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, how does Luke know my third string running back? Like that guy said like <laughs> one carry this entire season. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I took I took Justin Fields from you in one draft, and then I took Ebner in the other draft. Yeah, so yeah, I think I got Kyle Herbert in that second draft, the axe throwing one. I think. Yeah, and I was pretty. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, about not it this like week. Herbert. Yeah, but he, not any other week because Montgomery was doing good. Montgomery is doing really good. Yeah, I picked, up, I picked up Samaj P. Ryan in a couple leagues. I traded away Joe Mixon for some some good shit in one of my leagues. And then so I picked up Samaj P. Ryan. And then literally the week that I traded uh, Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan vultures a goddamn touchdown. And I was like, ha, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and I love nice. Joe Mixon. I think he's a great running back. I think he's a great running back. He's probably the best running back. Like a, a lot of the running backs aren't really running backs anymore they're like a pass catching back slash running back and it's in a committee but joe mixon's like a true bell cow like running back and yeah. uh but he's getting up there in age and it's a dynasty league so i was like i'll trade him away for i think it was like a first round or two first rounds and deandre swift or something like that and i was like hell yeah i'll fucking take that shit all day yeah, well, that's what that's what's weird about Dynasty because I'm like I'm not even looking at like this year completely. I'm just like looking at like all oh. right, what's going on next year. Like I'm not even yeah. <laughs> like I'm I, the season's like we've only three games in, and I'm like I'm already looking like what's going on next year. Like what's what's going on? Like yeah. I need to get some picks. I feel like I need more picks for yeah, some. Yeah, this is our this is our <laughs> yeah this is our first year playing Dynasty too. So we're just like we got like. <laughs> Like dynasty, not even PTSD, but we're just like, what, what anxiety, dynasty anxiety, because we're like, how does this work? Am I going to be good in five years? (laughs) I don't care if I win the next two seasons. Am I going to be good in five years? Yeah. Well, it kind of like makes you a a little bit more appreciate the general manager spot of a team. Cause it's like, oh, now I want to like, just make moves. I just want to make a big move yeah. to make a big move. Yeah. And be cool. Like I'm making, yeah. hopefully it works out. You know, like, I don't know why. <laughs> Dude, I send fucking, I send Cole fucking pick or I send Cole um, from tower gang. 
I send him trades all the time. Dude doesn't even fucking look at him. I don't even think he's seen him. And I'm just, <laughs> I just withdraw him eventually. It's like three or four days, four days, five days later. And I'm just like, whatever. I don't, I'm done. <laughs> and then I send him another one and I'm like, all right, fuck this. Like I'm done. <laughs> I didn't so even annoying. know. Dude. I think you, well, you tried to trade like some picks with me before the draft, but I was like, no, I'm, I, I already made like two trades and I was already nervous about them. So I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it was really funny in the, uh, in the other league I'm in with the Canadian, well, your two Canadian friends and then all their friends that you were supposed yeah. to join and didn't. Well, um, I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, so I'm in there with all them and I basically like my teams, it's not bad, but it's not, it's literally ranked last in like power rankings for this year. But if you go to like overall outlook of the team, I'm ranked like 99th. Cause I have so many first round picks. I have so many first round picks. I'm one and two in the league or uh, yeah, for the season so far. And I still have a chance of winning this, this week. And you know, I'm still making picks and I got some young, good young guys that I think are going to break out before the end of the season. So I'm in a pretty good spot. I got some Brees Hall action. I got some Garrett Wilson action. DeAndre Swift still looking good. I know he's hurt right now, but, you know, I think they're – and they're all pissed about it. They're all pissed about it because I have – I'm literally going to take, like, four – I think next next year I have four first-round draft picks and then three second-round draft picks and four third-round <laughs> draft picks. And a year after that I have four first-round draft picks – Three second round draft picks, fucking, and then twenty twenty five. In twenty twenty five, I have like four first round draft picks. Like I'm literally going to be stacked in this league for years. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have like a super team in like four years. <laughs> like yeah, all it's the best be quarter. It's you could be. have like the best quarterbacks, the best running backs, the best wide receivers. There's, I could crazy. draft half the half the draft class and just like oh, I don't like him and <laughs> throw him away. Yeah, get rid of him. And just he's probably a good so player. Nobody else can. Yeah, it's just just keep him so nobody else can have him. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I can't believe I can't believe all those people traded you like that. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. But I basically well, they, made they big all trades. wanted picks at the beginning. Yeah, well, they all wanted pick. A lot of it was they all wanted picks at the beginning of the draft, um, for the first draft because it was a first draft league. Um, so they wanted picks, and I was like, I can find value in some of these guys. Like, and I was like, it's not like I can't not like trade people during the season. So I was like, I'm sure I'll get something, and I can work my way into something. So I have a decent team. It's definitely not the best. It's ranked last, but. I'm just going to take games off people and maybe I lose this year. Like, Oh, well 250 bucks goes to them, but I'm going to take their fucking shit for the next 10 years. Like uh, I'm going to get yeah. 250 bucks from each person for the next 10 years. Like bet. Yeah. You're making an investment. You're playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dynasty league after all. Like, I don't care. It should be fun though. I love it. I, it's kind of fun to play like this, but it's nice to have like a regular redraft league too. I definitely don't pay attention to it near as much though. Yeah, I uh I'm in I'm in two well, I guess I'm in two redraft leagues, yeah. And yeah. it's definitely not as fun. Like 
Well, see, the dynasty, like, I don't really have to fuck with my starters too much because maybe I'll trade out one guy or two guy, but they don't have a de- we don't have a defense in our dynasty league, so I don't have to worry about that, which I kind of like. Yeah. Um, and the, but the redraft because you just don't have as many players. I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, dude! So I gotta like, I gotta like, what do I gotta the bench do is here? So small. <laughs> yeah, I I was looking at the bench, dude, and I was like, what do you mean we only get like five players on the bench, dude? Is this how most people play? We never played like this. <laughs> yeah, I think we always had, I think we always had like six or seven bench spots. Yeah, well, they, I think we only have five in a, in the one we're in. Yeah, it's intense. I'm like, oh. I got to drop this person. Like I have Ezekiel Elliott riding my bench right now because he's been fucking ass and I want to drop him, but it's like, I can't drop Zeke, but nobody wants him. I can't shop him in a fucking trade. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, someone's going to pick him up right away. If you drop him, you Mm -hmm. know, someone's going to pick him up because they'll probably show out like half the year. Well, and he, and he, and he played really good this last week. I think he got like 18 points or something. So maybe I can shop him around this week, but I don't know. Football's fun and it's fake, so that means yeah, it's, it's probably it's, fake it's probably not Football's real. Fake and gay. <laughs> it's probably not real. It's probably we don't even see. It's probably not even an arena. There's probably like it's just simulated. <laughs> it's probably part of the You've matrix. Never actually been to a football game, so no, no. It's just a very uh like it's like virtual thing. I mean, where I was, I was in the nosebleed. So like it's just like little dots running around the field, and I'm screaming like ah. <laughs> you know (laughs) (laughs) it's just for the peons it's actually like nobody in the stands in the front like on the yeah i mean it's just everybody up in they're just selling 400 tickets up in the fucking nosebleeds to us fucking peasants yeah dude well it's like you know when the romans had like the coliseums when the gladiators were down there fighting and shit like that's what we are we're the rabble on the back like yeah kick his ass like that's us dude yeah <laughs> fucking crazy i don't know the nfl the nfl is very similar to the united states government i feel like like it's just like like it has scandals and it, this is a perfect segue like it has scandals where roger goodell or whoever's in charge at the time currently and for a while it's been roger goodell he says something and then everybody's like what do you mean and then a few years later, like something happens to that player, or to that person. And you're like, Roger Goodell said he wasn't going to be in this league very long. <laughs> it's kind of like Biden with the Nord Stream shit that's going on right now. Have you seen that? Or like, uh, oh, didn't he last year? Or, yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Last year he was like, if, or he's like, if Russia, if Russia invades the Ukraine, that Nord Stream uh, 2 pipeline isn't going to be up for very long. And the, inter- the, the questioner, because it was like a panel or whatever, she was like, well, how do you, how do you mean? Because it's technically under like German jurisdiction and they're the ones putting it in. So what would you do to make it? So it wasn't finished. And he's like, well, uh, we'll get it. We'll get it done in some possible manner or some shit like that. And here we are, fucking a year later. Yeah, Nord didn't Nordstrom it... fucking two gas pipeline, Nordstrom three gas pipeline. Didn't it, uh, like, what happened to it exactly? Like, how did it stop? Didn't it, it like blew up? That's right. Okay, that's okay. I'd make sure. I'd make sure it was that. I didn't remember if it was like they stopped it, it or like, like something crazy happened. leak. 
Yeah, yeah and didn't the crazy leak? Didn't the report say that this was not like what it looks like so far? This was not an accident. Yeah. So like originally it came out like there's a leak in the Nordstrom pipeline, and everybody, well, everybody in our circles was like, "We did that. Like that. That was the United States, or you know, whatever." And then it's just kind of like become more and more from what I've seen, it's just become more and more um, accepted that it was actually attacked and not just like a, mm. an issue where it started to leak. Yeah. So it looks like, yeah. So it looks like, so this is, it was this is actually, with. yeah. So this would be something that would prevent uh, a ceasefire or at least some sort of negotiations between Russia and Germany, because, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast before that Germany is probably going to be the one that's hit the hardest this winter from uh, the sanctions that were placed on Russia. And they're going to they're not going to have enough power to supply their country to keep their people fucking warm for the winter. So this would be something that would be major to deter Germany away from like because when I'm sure things are going to get bad. And when things get bad, your people start being like, yo, this shit sucks. Like, this needs to stop. Now, Germany might not have an out anymore for them to be like, hey, yeah. Russia, we're, we'll stop supporting Ukraine and, uh, I don't know, pay you in rubles or whatever the fuck the deal is. Please yeah. turn turn it back on. We need it for our people. And now, if this is like, you know, it seems like, who would gain the most influence from this? Well, it seems probably like the United States who's trying to apply a lot of pressure on or keep the pressure going on Russia. So they don't, they don't, I mean, they say they outright say it, they don't want this war to end. They want to, this war to keep going. So Russia has to ex, uh, expend their resources and I don't know, cause them to collapse or whatever the fuck their plan is regime change or whatever. <laughs> They're doing what we did in the 80s to Russia and then what Russia ended up doing in the 90s to us. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're, it's the same game. Like it's the and- same game and we've played it for a while. But now the stakes are higher and a lot of people are I've seen people talk about it. But a lot of people are saying, like, if this is if this actually happened in the United States, did it? This is a Franz Ferdinand type like attack like this could lead into some global like ramification because if you if you haven't if you i don't know if you saw but the the pound the the eu's fucking pound has dropped remember uh, that whole thing came out and it was uh it's called soccer now yes Um, (laughs) because their 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 pound was worth um you know like a it was like a dollar nine to a one dollar of the united or no it was the opposite whatever however that fucking works i always forget but it was worth more than the dollar technically and the dollar's uh, worth more right well yeah a dollar was worth more so a pound is worth like a pound goes a lot further than a dollar basically like it went way up like it was like yeah. you could buy a lot more with a pound than you could one dollar yeah yeah, I think you got it. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> pound was worth, like, the pound was in the stronger position um, okay. than the U.S. dollar. And that's why all the British were like, uh, 
it's called soccer now instead of uh or no it's called football now instead of soccer or whatever they were saying all that shit yeah until this week happened and you guys aren't going to be able to pay anything because it's dropped its value like 10 points in the last seven days and this is also goes with the nordstrom like that nordstrom pipeline it helped uh filter out or not filter out it helped uh supply energy to the a large portion of the eu not just germany and it's like they're fucked like the eu's pound is plummeting right now it is fucking plummeting dude that's that's fucking crazy like it's so fucking it's so ridiculous that like america is like pressuring them to you know have these sanctions on russia when they clearly need their resources like clearly like things are not going too well economically and they're they're also all these countries like just came off lockdowns so like they're they're suffering from inflation just like we are and so like now they got you got inflation you got the sanctions that are causing uh shortages and now and then they have a war like in their next like at in their neighborhood basically and america like we're over here like yeah we're suffering from inflation but and like yeah and don't get me wrong inflation is hurting a lot of people like it's not good but we're doing a lot better than fucking europe and america is like pressuring all these countries to like you know keep this war going and we're over here chilling like oh man i'm gonna put my heater up to or my fucking heat up to 80 tonight you know because i can yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> just chilling dude fucking like oh, ugly teeth ass bitches like and it's just so crazy that we we expect them to suffer like force their people to suffer while we i mean don't get me wrong we're we're taking a hit too but we're not taking as bad as a hit as all the other countries over there and it's like oh. why do we have why do we have a say we're on the, we're on a different continent. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, this is this has been America's prerogative for the whole 20th century. Like the brunt of everything is, happens to the EU of, of America's decisions happens to the EU. World War One, World War Two, yeah. in uh, the conflict in the Middle East for since the 70s. I mean, yeah, they had to take all the refugees they're taking all the refugees and it, it's all of the eu it's not just britain but like just the eu in general like that's the reason italy is what's happening in italy is happening right now like and we've we've set like policy basically you know whether it's um you know the uh like not actual policy but um argumentative policy i guess or precedent argumentative precedent where it's you know the wokeness like that didn't like yeah parts of it came out of the eu and stuff but that's been here it's been adopted in other places but you think a large portion of these countries spain italy uh france um let's see uh you got germany that's another big one obviously uh, even in parts of Great Britain, you think that these places that were very, very religious, you think a large portion of their populations are agreeing with the woke agenda? Like, come on now. Like, the Vatican's over there. Like, like <laughs> yeah. and, and the Vatican's getting in on it. And these people are like, I remember my grandparents and how they saw the Pope and 
but they're like we're just letting we're gonna call pedophiles maps like we're we're gonna do this like the nuclear family is not going to exist anymore like the the dream of owning my own property in this you know little town is not going to happen anymore and i have to move to the city and get a a, an industrial revolution era job where i'm working on an assembly line to make ends meet like that these people aren't gonna do that like the tradition is so much that's the other thing tradition is so much stronger and not stronger but it's so much older in like that area than it is in the united states and for the most part we've held on to it a lot oh, we've held on to it harder i don't know i don't even know if that's fucking true I don't even know if that's fucking true. It's hard to tell at this point. It's like who's gotten their traditions eroded more. And I'm not saying that all traditions are bad, but or all traditions are good. Like there's a lot of traditions that I think are fucking stupid. We hated a whole bunch of traditions in the Marine Corps. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they were just fucking pointless. But then there were some that it was like like you saw that it maybe it sucked, but you saw the the benefit of it and there's a benefit of certain traditions and there's a reason why they became traditions. And you think all these people are just going to give up on their religion in fucking Spain or in, you know, Italy. And this, this is why what's her face got fucking elected. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. And I, I won't really like, I don't really know about her like politics or agenda. I don't know her name, but the, basically she's the first prime minister of Italy and every, the corporate press, everyone was kind of freaking out about it. And they kept calling her a fascist. And, you know, I've only seen like a couple clips of her, so I can't really say what her agenda or policies are. Maybe maybe there's something something to it. But the thing is, they've been throwing that term fascist around for a while now. And that term kind of is like meaningless. Like they call anyone they don't uh, agree with a fucking fascist. I and this is my thing. You know how everything's fucking planned in the NFL? Well, everything's planned on the world stage, too. <laughs> so we're going to call everybody a fascist so it doesn't mean anything. And then when the actual fascist gets elected, everybody's going to be like, they're not a fascist. They're yeah. not a fascist. You call everybody a fascist. They're not a fascist. Yeah, the term's then, so diluted now. Yeah. And then, you know, then they're an actual fascist. And well, that's, They've yelled it that's... so many times that nobody believes them. Yeah. And well, and that's the thing. That's the thing, too, is like, you know, like we kind of like seen this in history before, like Hitler got elected, like he didn't just, you know, become and in, come into power as an authoritarian. He got elected first and people kind of forget, like, or I don't know, I don't think a lot of people know, like what was going on in the Weimar Republic before Hitler rose to power and like things weren't going very well. You know, there was economic problems. There's like a massive degeneracy problem going on. Like, uh, I, I'm pretty sure there was like, like prostitution rinks at, like all over the Weimar Republic. Some with even kids, like they're selling kids yeah. for like prostitution. Like things got bad, and like, and like uh, that's that's kind of what I think of when I see like these you know these kid drag shows. When you look at them and you're like, oh, man, this is kind of fucking well, one, it's weird and we shouldn't be doing that. But like, I'm not even thinking of like, oh, the like and the left is cheering this on. I'm thinking like, oh, dude, we're getting 
we're getting a dictator. Like <laughs> we're going to get <laughs> a right wing, no bullshit, no fucking around. Like we're stomping this shit out. And a little bit of me is going to be like, oh, thank God. Cause like shit's getting weird. But then the other part of me is like, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause even though, even though like we'd be like, yeah, I don't really, we can sit here and say like, I don't agree with that shit, but when they like, they're still coming for us. Like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're still coming for us. Like it'd be like, we're not going to be looked at any differently than the child drag show people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll gonna be, be looked at it, they're going to be like, you're a problem of society. And I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Like, yeah, I get which, it. What, which gulag number am I going to? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to give that's... me a free tattoo bet. <laughs> but that's like, it's just like, I mean, we've talked about this a couple of times on this podcast, but like, it's just like, that's like a legit like threat. And like the more the yeah. left like pushes and they try to like, especially when they mess with people's kids. And that's what kind of like happens before when you mess with people's kids, man. It's not even that they're, it's not that even that they're like, they just want to fight back and they don't care who does it. They don't, and honestly, they get to the point no. where they don't care how it happens. So if it's, if it's yeah. someone's like, I'm going to lock up these people and throw them in cages, then they're going to be like, yeah, like get rid of this. This is insane. And like, I think you're kind of seeing a little bit of that in like Italy. Where like this person is just like yeah no it's God country family and I think that's like I what I remember her saying in a couple of her videos like yeah. God country family Georgia and Maloney it, yes that Georgia. is her name and I don't really know I've seen a couple of her videos and the subtitles and whatnot and I'm like I get why people like her like it's very <laughs> understandable why they've elected this woman <laughs> well yeah it's very obvious like that's the thing that people don't get and it's just well and and once they go with where once they go with the the argument that the first woman prime minister in italy is going to set back women's rights 50 years it's like well now you're just not you're not making any sense because you because they all say like we just need a woman in that position and it'll be way better and it's like well they voted a woman in but yeah. just not that woman and it's like no. i i can understand i can understand that there's people that i understand that there's people that are advocating on behalf of a certain group that don't actually represent what the group is about like i i get that but for years it was yeah hillary clinton isn't the best possible person but it would be it would do wonders for women's rights around the world for hillary clinton to be elected and and it's just like if it's not from the left who has controlled the narrative uh then they're going to set the women's right camp backwards and it's like good i guess <laughs> yeah. like i don't know what you want me to say like they always they, they sit there and call you a misogynist they sit you sit there and call you a uh a racist they sit there and it's like there's a we've talked about this before too on this podcast like people are just gonna be like yep i am yeah what yeah. are you gonna do about it and i'm gonna elect the one too yeah and and even if andrew they tate is gonna be our aren't. president andrew tate's gonna He's be our black, president so that's okay <laughs> 
But dude, and the thing, what I thought was crazy. So I don't know this girl's name, but like the president or prime minister or whatever the position, but she's of the EU of the European Union. And she was talking about if Italy elects this elects this woman, which they have now, that she was open to the idea of like sanctions. They're going to sanction a country that's part of their union. Is it it Ursula von der Leyen? Yeah, Ursula, dude. Ursula, like that's a villain, dude. Dude, it's literally a villain. Ursula von der Leyen. But but she was this rhetoric against basically against democracy. Like they're acting like, oh, they're electing a fascist. And this is bad for democracy, but this person was elected through democracy, so it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's kind of like the righties when they talk about uh, Palestine. Like Prager, you kind of has the thing where like Italy or not Italy that uh, uh, fucking Israel needs to be involved in Palestine because if they weren't involved in Palestine and held their own uh, elections, they would elect Hamas. <laughs> And it's yeah. like, I fucking wonder why they would elect the military powerhouse um, in their country to protect them from a military powerhouse that has pillaged their country for s- yes. decades. And it's yeah. like, no shit, they're going to vote in Hamas. Like, and, Yeah, the people fighting know, back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, go- they're going to elect yeah. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. They fucking are. And, you know, it's the same thing where it's it's just like, I don't this is where I take like my, my take on all of it is the United States needs to step back from everything and fuck. This is the non-interventionist in me where it's like, let's focus on here and now then there. And then because we're not in the best place to be telling other people how they should be running other people's elections or giving other people money when like we just approved another $12.7 billion for the Ukraine. And it's like, bruh, how much of that was the missile that fucking went to Nordstrom pipeline? Yeah. How much uh, how much was that missile worth? Yeah. I'm like, you know, like what like, oh, Italy just elected a fascist. It's like, okay, now why is that my problem? Why is yeah. that any sort of problem of mine? Why is that a big deal? Like Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't seen this, but it wouldn't surprise me if, like, oh, Russia interfered in Italy's election. Blah, 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 blah. Like, okay, that sounds like an Italy problem. Like, that just does not sound like something that we should be concerned about when we have loads of problems going on in this country. Like, we can't even, we can't even come together on anything. I mean, which I think is a good thing, but we can't come together on anything. We can't fucking figure shit out. We got like a senile old dude running this country and he says one thing one week and then the White House has to always go back and be like, actually, what he meant was this, that, the other. And it's like, what are we doing, dude? I don't think we can keep up anymore. We can barely keep up with what's going on in our own country. And to think that we can have a say or even like influence in these other nations on who they should elect or why they should elect someone. It's like, bro. We, we, one, we can't afford it anymore. We're just going to shit. We're like, it's just so, it's so annoying that like they, like the media makes it seem like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. They, Mussolini could be coming back. 
blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, what? I'm sorry, dude, but like, it's not our problem. It sounds like a European problem. Like, yeah. We fought, you know, like, a... it. we fought a war to get away from Europe just to get back involved with Europe. Yeah. It's because there's money to be made there. And, you know, a lot of it is, fuck, it's, it's getting more and more to seem like the U.S. wants the EU to be like the vassal state of the U.S. Except we just keep giving them money. Like it's yeah. like going the opposite where I, I'm sure like on I'm sure we get reimbursed on the back end. <laughs> well, they yeah. fund our wars. They fund our other ventures. They hold our political capital in the in the area. So, you know, maybe that's what we're getting paid in, but it's, it's the EU has, and all the countries in it have basically become a vassal state for the United States. It's insane. Yeah, I think, well, I think like the West is kind of like at its end game, you know, like we're, we're starting to fracture. And like, I think that's what Italy, Italy's election is kind of showing like everyone, like we're going in a different direction here. Like we're not. Like, it's more like, that's why, that's I mean, that's whatever you, th- whatever she actually believes or whatever she's going to do, what she ran on was God, country and family. That was her big message to the, and that's what the people voted for her for. So at least that's right. what the people want. So we know at least what the people want. Now, I don't know if they'll get that. Elections don't ever work out how we want them to, but that's what the people want. So like, I kind of see that's what, that's where we're going. Like, it's like we're like decentralizing and i think this is like good i mean i don't know if it's it's all going to be good i don't know if it's going to be you know what whoever we they elect is going to be the best person for the job or if they're going to do the greatest thing but if if the people are hearing the message of like country focus on our country that's a lot better idea i think that needs to spread than like Oh, we need to get involved in Ukraine because Russia bad. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's it, that's how my well, take. And I the guess. the the Russia bad thing. Well, we can talk about something bad that Russia did. The, their draft, their drafting. Oh people, yeah, they drafted like three. What was it? Three hundred thousand or some number like that for their farmers and and included farmers and everybody else. And people are like, yeah, we're done. Like pe- people from Russia are like, yeah, we're, we're good. We're not going to go fight in that war. And it's like, that that's the difference, right? Is, and now you're going to have Russian refugees coming everywhere. And then they're going to get stomped on by all the EU countries because we've led the whole populace is to believe that all Russians are fucking bad. And then they're going to return to voluntarily fight for the fucking Russians because they're going to be like, yeah, these people are shit. Uh, let's go take over all of them. Yeah, and I think... They're fucking kids over here. Like, we should definitely go and pillage this whole fucking uh, country. Yeah, and I think that kind of like, you know, uh, obviously, like, you know, we're not for drafts or anything like that. But, like, I think that kind of gives a signal to the world of how serious Russia is taking this. Like, they're willing yeah. to, like, draft people that don't really want to be there and pull them into yeah. this war. Like, that's that, like, you know, if that happened here, it would be like, holy shit, dude, we are, what is going on? This is serious. Yeah. Like, what so, is happening right now? So, like, they're taking this, like, they're taking this thing, like, very, very seriously. Like, and this is, like, kind of what, 
<laughs> people have been talking about, at least that we've talked about, that people in our community have talked about that, like, you know, this Ukraine thing was a red line for Russia. Like, they took this as, like, we're not giving up Ukraine. Like, this is this is it. Like, this is, like, the biggest security risk to us is how we see this. And they're, yeah. like, they're they're drafting people now. And it's like, holy shit, dude, they are fucking serious. So it's like, are they, or what are we doing? Are we going to apply more pressure on them? Like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Like a country that's willing to draft their own people and send them to the war. I don't know, man. Because what do you do? Escalate things? Then what happens next? Do, do we go over there? Do we I mean, draft? Do we go over there and then things aren't working out as planned? So it's like, oh, we're going to do, uh, we're going to start recalling, you know, innocent people like me and you and start recalling people that were in the military previously. And South uh, America looks real great <laughs> this time of year. Yeah. And it's just like, it's always, it's always like things are going, they escalate so slowly. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, it's world war. Yeah. It's not like, it's, it's not people. It's not like, all of a sudden Jap- Japan bombed us. Like there's a whole buildup that happened before then, then that caused Japan to be like, Oh, we're going to go bomb you. And that's how we got into the war. And it's not like, you know, Hitler just didn't one day invade Poland. It was like, there was a whole buildup a little bit of history and things escalated and Germany escalated. Then, then the uh, Britain and France kind of escalated things. And then it escalated a little bit more and everyone escalates just a little, like an inch at a time until there's no going back. And we're going to fucking war. And it's just like, well, dude. yeah, because then there's there's that one. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? Like there's that one thing where it's like the camel can still walk. And it's been walking for a while with a lot of shit on its back. But there's a certain weight threshold where it's like that was the thing that broke it. Like it was like we were fine until you broke that one thing. And but it wasn't really just that one thing that broke it. It was everything else stacked on top of it. And it's like. Look at the last, even if you just like put it in this little microcosm, like this little, like if you only look at it from 2019 to now, like, and this doesn't, this has nothing to do with, you know, everything that happened in the Middle East before that, or everything, all U.S. foreign policy before 2019. But if you look at the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020 to now, everybody's been acting pretty erratically and that was you know with the covid stuff and now like the giant rollback of the covid stuff and you know the vaccines and the trying to start wars during covid and then pulling out of wars during covid and not pulling out of them in the way that was probably most beneficial because it wasn't the best look for the pre prior administration and um you know everything that went on with china during the whole covid thing and then everything that went on with russia during covid which was kind of weirdly silent the whole time and then it was like right when the u.s was you know downplaying covid as much russia's like yeah we're going to ukraine bitches like we know you just made your entire military get vaccinated and you lost a whole bunch of military members um because they wouldn't get the shot. So we're going to go invade the Ukraine. And I'm not saying they did it specifically because the United States lost a whole bunch of people. And they were like, Oh, bet." but at the same time, it's like all within a few months of each other. And 
there is going to be something and maybe it's this Nordstrom thing and we just don't realize it. And the next, like the, the next shoe is going to drop after it. And it, that yeah. it's going to be like, Oh, they did that because of the Nordstrom, like whether it's Russia, like, you know, all out attacking the Ukraine or, you know, bombing, like fire bombing cities or whatever else it is, or Germany leaving NATO and then being like, yeah, we're going to be on Russia's side this time. Or, you know, whatever it is. Like, I don't know. But there, it's coming. Like, and there's going to be a straw that breaks the camel's back and people are going to take sides. And I don't know. Almost, I don't know if it's better or worse, but either that happens or, you know, the global economy collapses before that. And well, yeah, that's what there's Ron not Paul enough said. money to fight a war. Yeah, it's basically... Well, like it seems like we're going to it, the way the rhetoric from the United States is we're going to escalate things. We're, we can't not not escalate. So we have to keep escalating things. And if we keep escalating things, I mean, eventually that would probably lead to nuclear war. I don't see if we keep escalating, which is the U.S. policy. I don't see how we don't get to that point because that's all we do is escalate. Yep. So it's either that we're going to die and like most human population just wiped off the face of the earth. Or uh, we're going to uh, expand ourselves so much that we can't afford it. And there's no way to fake that we can afford it anymore. And we collapse under our own weight. And I think, unfortunately, that might be our ways out. (laughs) Either nuclear war or we collapse because we can't afford anything anymore. And shit gets so starts to get so bad here that there becomes enough resistance from the American people that was like, yo, dude we're fucking broke as shit because of these wars. We can't go fight another one for you right now. And they're like, okay, maybe. And then I think that might be it. Like there's so much pressure from the American people that was like, yo, change how we do things or we're revolting. (laughs) Like that's, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I don't want it to be violent. I don't want it to be like, that would be crazy and probably not good. definitely not good not probably definitely not good and (laughs) probably yeah probably not good but like i just don't see how i don't see how it ends like in any other way like i just don't see another way out. i don't see russia just being like oh we lost ukraine so i guess we're just gonna go back to our country and let you move nato up to our border why why would they why would they do that i don't see that being a possibility and when when they have the largest nuclear arsenal in the world literally yeah bigger than ours well, and it's like you think they're you think they're lying like that it like that's what i don't get like there's a lot of people that are like no they just want ukraine's land it's like you think they're you think they're you think putin's lying that he's like no i don't trust the united states and that's why i don't want nuclear weapons on my border from the united states and that's why i'm going into ukraine you think he's just lying about that like i feel like that's a pretty sensible like idea and that's what his people believe that's what he tells his people so like the russian people and he has a lot of support in russia so regardless of like maybe maybe he has you know maybe he does have putin himself has other aspirations or whatever but it doesn't matter because that's what he's telling that's what he's telling his people that's what he's telling the world believable and it's yeah i think i think yeah it's very easily believable and that's what's that's what the support is. And if you don't have the support of the people, it's hard to get involved in these fucking wars. It's really hard. I mean, yeah, they had. And for the most part, it doesn't seem like he's got like the absolute support of the people where they're like, yeah, we need to go fight the U- 
fight Ukraine because a lot of them see a lot of them see Ukraine as like part of their culture anyways. Like there's a whole portion of yeah. Ukraine that speaks Russian and they don't associate their politics with Ukrainian politics and they're Russian just not on the right side of the border. But at the same yeah. time, you know, like they don't want to go over there and ransack like the people themselves don't want to go over there and ransack cities. Like a lot of them aren't maybe they're not avidly anti-war, but they're just kind of like I think that there should be a peaceful resolution and there needs to be a peaceful resolution, but I really don't agree with the United States putting nuclear weapons on our border or NATO in general putting nuclear weapons on our border. And that's why we're scared of what's happening in the Ukraine. Yeah. And it's an and, easy justification for them. Yeah. And like, like even if the, if the narrative is that Russia, uh, Putin is this very, very bad guy, right? Well, he's the one that has been like for the, like since 2014, that was talking about, we need to come to an agreement on these Minsk two agreements that we made where it basically it's Ukraine recognizes the Donbass areas like their own, you know, it's kind of area and they kind of have their own anonymous, like auton- autonomy. So we can't, they can't just fuck with them whenever they want and like change the, take Russia out of their official language and just fuck with those people like that. And basically force them into like to integrate into Ukraine and also that Ukraine can't join NATO. And so that's what he was saying for like eight years. And then we were violating that. Just like, no, we're not doing that. Kamala Harris goes to Ukraine right before the war is like, hey, I'm going to Ukraine's going to be part of NATO one day. Like, that's the goal. And so it's like, even if you think that he. Putin is this madman. You just put him in the position to where he can now look at his people and be like, I tried to make peace and they were, yeah. they are not negotiating with me. So now I have to do what is best. And that is to go to war. And it's like, yeah. so now what, what are you going to do? Because the Russian people are like, well, that makes sense. He tried. He's yeah. not this madman to us. We, he tried to make peace with these people. And now they're pushing back and resisting and they're so relentless and won't make a deal. So we have to do this. And I understand. And I, I support Putin because of that. And that's what they're saying because, and it's just like, yeah, because it's so crazy because he's the one that says publicly, I'm trying to make peace. So even if you believe he's a madman, maybe he is a madman. It's just a show, but on a public stage, he can now put him in the position where I tried to make peace and they didn't agree they didn't come to the agreement and now we have to go to war. Yeah. So they just, and it's so fucking frustrating. I was looking up uh, how many people have fled Russia and it's 180,000 people. What's Russia's population? Russia's pop. I think it's like half the US. Is it really? Uh, their population is. Uh, 143 so it's literally a third of the u.s a little over a third um but you think they're gonna miss 180,000 people like i bet you not all of those are conscriptors either people that were conscripted yeah this is another reason why conscription is bad like hello the u.s is like oh i can't believe that russia's fucking conscripting people into this war and it's like well how many times have we done that you fucking retards yeah and 
how many times in, in, in this century, I mean, and maybe it's not exactly the same, but it basically is when someone was in the military and you fucking recalled them, you made them yeah. come back. Like that's or basically the same the, or thing. Or stop lost their fucking contract where yeah. they were about to get out and you were like, nope, you're staying in and going back to Iraq or back to Afghanistan. Like, no, it's my time to get out. My contract is over. And they're like, no, you're staying on active duty and continuing out the rest of your contract. And it's yeah, like that was in like 2008, maybe even 2010. They were doing that. It happened in two. It happened in 2012. When I'll look up when the last stop loss contract in the United States military was. But yeah, it's just like drafts are wrong. Just morally, they're wrong. Like you can't yeah. tell people to go fight for you. Like it's it's. It's slavery with extra steps or straight slavery with a legality clause next to it. Like, yeah, it's, it's wrong. And especially to go fight in a war where they could possibly die. Like that's, it's just wrong. It's wrong. Don't agree with Russian doing it, but all these people clutching their pearls and about it when they haven't said shit, they've actually said that we might, we should do a draft in the United States to fight the people in Russia because the, military members active duty don't support going to war in russia for the most part like that's the general sentiment that we'd need a draft to go so it's like yeah so you're gonna sit there and shit talk russia and then on the same fucking hand be like yeah but we may need to institute a draft because we're fighting for freedom go fuck yourself (laughs) it's so fucking ridiculous dude and it's so annoying too because like the narrative is so like they make it seem like we did nothing like we have no we did absolutely nothing to provoke this when we had a president that was impeached over ukraine stuff if we remember donald trump's second impeachment when he was like yo hey uh ukraine you need to look into why hunter biden was working for this gas company it's a little shady you know yeah and then And then he was like, if you don't, I'm not going to send you these weapons, all these weapons and millions of dollars worth of weapons. And oh, then they impeached him. And then Trump, but Trump sent the weapons anyways. So like, oh, is that a provocation? Sending a bunch of weapons to Ukraine? It's not, you know, something there. And then, and then, oh, and then the president now, his son, like the president, vice president president when he was vice president biden he was like the one that was like kind of in charge of the ukraine policy when they when there was that coup back in 2014 and his son was working for that gas company uh because that that gas company was in bed with the previous government and they were like oh shit um we need to you know figure out how we can stay like connected to the powerful instead of getting in bed with the new government they went straight to the vice president of the United States and got his son. To, yeah. Cut out the middleman, get Hunter to come work for us. And then boom, we're good. Doesn't matter what government's in charge here. Cause we're, we're, we're in bed with the people that decide what government is in charge here. And it's like, is that kind of weird and shady and not a provocation of some sort? I don't know, but they always I make it seem like fucking shady. Yeah, it's really weird and shady as fuck. But then they act like like it's so weird how, and it's just so annoying that people are just like, "Oh, we didn't do anything, man." Like Ukraine didn't do anything, and it's like, "Well, okay, well, 
you know, a lot of times in war, both sides have their hands dirty. It's not just one yeah. side's the fucking invader. It's not really how it so, always works. The last stop loss happened in 2009 by the U.S. Army, and it was ended basically January 1st, 2010. Um, okay. But they can still stop. Like, all new contracts have a stop loss clause in them. Um so it wasn't actually stopped. It just hasn't been used since 2009. And the company that Hunter Biden worked for, the crackhead, was Burisma Holdings Limited, one of the biggest private oil and gas companies in the Ukraine. Um, and it looks like he left in 2019. Um, but yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Like these people are a fucking joke and they're lying constantly. And I'm not saying that Russia's right. I think we've been, you know, we've hit that on the head or we've beat that horse to death for a while. But they have an obligation. Putin at least has an obligation to his people to protect them from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And guess who a fucking foreign enemy to the Ukrainian people or to the Russian people are? The United States. The United States government is an enemy and generally to all people it's an enemy and it should be looked at as such yeah and they made that very clear when they framed them in 2016 for stealing the american presidential election they made that clear on the national stage that hey these guys they accused them of like i mean i it's just so annoying and it's so annoying when like trump people the trumpers are like oh you know like you fucking russia uh invaded we got to be able to you know they shouldn't be able to do that like you can't just invade a country ukraine wants to join nato what are we going to tell them they can't join nato blah 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 and it's like dude they literally used your guy and they framed him to be in bed with the russians and now and yeah on the on one side it makes trump look bad they made him like had to deal with these accusations for three years of his presidency had to deal with it and they made him have to deal with that and he couldn't really and that's their excuse oh he couldn't do anything because he was being framed well the flip side about that is it wasn't true right you pretty much know it's not true right well what does that mean to the russians what does that mean to them when the fucking entire America was being told that the Russians stole their election and the whole fucking thing was a lie. And they told that to, they blasted that to the fucking world and it was a lie and it was based on nothing. And so what is that? They were damn right accused. If it damn right accusing Russia of like, like in get like the worst thing you could do, which is what, which is so dumb because America does it all the time, getting involved in everyone's yeah. foreign elections. It's so stupid and backwards. But they yeah. accused them of doing that when there was like no evidence. There was like some stupid social media farm thing that that was like affected a couple, maybe thousand people in America, and they're like, that was proof. That's enough. They affected our yep. election, and that was it, dude. And it just it all came comes together in this year. And it just annoys the shit out of me when I hear any sort of Trump person being like, oh, but Russia just can't invade. And I was like, well, maybe they're not telling you the whole story. Like in 2016. Remember that? Remember that? It's just wild. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I want to go over some funny things that I saw uh, on Twitter trending currently. Let's go. Um, There was some goofy stuff today. Apparently, Dua Lipa 
and 27. She's a singer. I don't know if you know who she is. I do She's not. She's a singer. Um, and Trevor Noah, you know who he is, 38. I know who that is, yeah. Spark romance rumors as they're seen kissing after dinner. It's an 11-year age gap there. Okay. Whatever. You know, they're both consenting adults. Um, just, just, just saying. Trevor Noah, yeah. you know, being... You know, I guess uh, it's really in- I guess it's okay in like you know South Africa, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't really I don't really know I don't really know about this situation, but you know, Trevor Noah types kind of piss me off because they're from a different country and they get paid a shit ton of money to talk shit about our country in our country. I know it's so, I know. It's so frustrating, dude. <laughs> it's, him I, and that, they, that British like, guy, no, Oliver. I'm... I don't know his name now. John Oliver. That's it. That John guy. Oliver, yeah. Yeah, they're all they're, fuck it, American politics is the most interesting politics of all. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, it's well, the it dominates story. the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one that I thought was funny, uh, Google is shutting down Stadia, its cloud gaming platform. It uh lasted less time than Wii U. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing, to be honest. I didn't even Neither know. Neither did I. I had no fucking clue to be honest um and you know i just think i think google's losing a step (laughs) um i think they're losing a step i think a lot of people do not do not trust google anymore just like a lot of people have lost trust in facebook and other social media platforms um and it's good to see i i like when conglomerates like that uh do not have the trust of the people yeah and and they're and they're going in like weird directions too. Like the whole, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll catch on, but like Facebook, you know, turned into Meta now, and they're going yeah. like into the virtual realm type deal. Yeah. And it's just like that's. I, I feel like that's just a little. I mean, sure. I'm. I'm. Maybe it'll be a thing. Maybe I'm getting too old. Where I'm. It'll like, probably. I see that. It'll probably be a thing. It'll probably yeah. be a thing. But. I don't know if that's the route we should go. <laughs> yeah. It's especially like after Facebook the past couple of years, do I really want them to create my reality in front of me? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like and, they, you know, we've been wrong about a few things. Ob- <laughs> we already have a rampant obesity in the United States. So like where sure. you can just live as whatever you want to be. Like, I feel like there should be some, you know repercussions (laughs) i I just feel like there should be some repercut like your repercussions for being an unhealthy fat piece of shit is nobody wants to be around you and that's a good repercussion to have um to not be a gross not showering morbidly obese piece of shit human being um don't get me wrong there's nice ones out there and they're not pieces of shit in essence, but uh, a lot of them that I know are usually pieces of shit. Uh, yeah. Don't take care of themselves. Don't take care of the people around them and kind of either need to depend on everybody else to do things for them. So I don't think you should just be able to log in and like get your dopamine hit so you can live on to the next day. Like some genetics to just, uh, you know. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause 
a lot of it kind of annoys me when people talk shit about social media because at least for us i think it opened up a lot of doors and like ideas and opportunities but then there's also like i can't deny that there is not a negative that comes with it where like people can like especially younger people they can just sit on their like phone for like hours dude and like don't be wrong i've done that before too like i've you know especially in the marine corps that that was like oh yeah yeah for sure um but you know like sometimes it's it's definitely good to like fucking put tiktok down and fucking go work out or talk to an actual human being you know like it's well just... it's just it's just like i just think that it it's crazy that you're going to like they're basically going to make it so that you can live your life in a virtual reality and that means that that avatar whatever you are has no repercussions for the giant piece of shit that you are so you get treated like your avatar instead of what you yeah. are yeah and Which the flip side it's it's cool in the in the side of it like it's cool but at the same time it's like you have no you can live your life like that until you can't yeah. anymore yeah and and the flip side to that too dude which i i just heard i don't know you know who chris williamson is have you heard of him i don't think so he's a podcaster and i don't really listen to him too often but sometimes i listen to an episode here and there and he was like you know he's like you can't, sometimes you can't even blame the kids for doing that because our elites have made our reality so shitty that they just want to escape yeah i know who he is i just looked him up yeah i've seen him and I was like, God damn, dude, that hit so hard. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. You know, I get it. And there's there's some compassion there. Like, I, I understand. And it's something, you know, it's where you, you like, agree with Uncle Ted a little bit with the industrialization <laughs> of the world. Um, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, when that's all you've known. Like, it's hard to, you know, rip that away when that's always been a, like technology has always been a part of your reality and being able to do that these things has always been a part of your reality it's very difficult to strip that away from people and like you said like it it creates there's a lot of good that comes from the technology that we have whether it's social media or you know the interconnectedness of the internet in general um but there's a lot of bad that comes from a virtual space where you don't have to be what you are in real life because there's an important facet of life that you need to be you. And if you can be whatever you think you are and what you, whatever you want to be without actually doing it, just because you can pay to play or whatever, then it's going to give people a lot of false realities. And I think if I generally, I'd be willing to say, I'd be willing to bet that 10 years into meta, we see uh, a rise in, in uh, suicides across the country. <laughs> yeah, people just checking because out because their realities yeah. don't. Yeah, their realities don't meld up, and when they don't align, oh, they don't you're, align. When you're, when you're, yeah, when your one reality is your everything, and your other reality is your nothing, and there's one actual reality where you can actually go outside and touch grass, and that yeah. doesn't line up with the much better reality that you have in the virtual world. What's that um, movie? Uh, is it Ready Player One? Where they live yeah, in like those trailers yeah, stacked on top of it. each other, dude? And they're it's like, a good movie. It's good movie. Just like miserable in like real life. They just live like yeah. the poorest of yeah, society. And, you know, 
and that's where or like what you said with Chris Williamson, where it's like the re- the actual reality of what is now is getting worse and worse. So people are going to try to start escaping more and more and understandably so. But there, the whole point of that movie was like, it's what's in front of you that means the most. And it's not this fucking virtual world that you can yeah. create yourself however you want to be. It's about you, not whatever. So that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fucking interesting. Um, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is, did you see Joe Biden asking for Jackie? He was asking for, I think I sent it in the chat. Uh, Oh, oh yes. Yes. I know what you're talking. Isn't that the the congresswoman that died in a car accident? Am I correct about that? She was a lawyer. Yeah. She was a lawyer in what state was it? Iowa Uh, or something with an I. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Uh, Biden asked for Representative Jackie Walorski died in a car accident in August. Um, and at the time, somebody pulled it up. At the time, uh, Biden issued a statement mourning her death. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Officially. Uh, dude, this is getting bad. Like, bad. <laughs> I don't. It's getting so bad. Uh, so Karine Jean Pierre, the fucking Secretary of Press. Actually, let yeah. me see if I can pull this up on Twitter so everybody can hear it and see it. Uh, I guess she had to uh, run damage control. You know, this one I feel bad for. Like <laughs> this yeah. one, I feel bad for. Uh, I know she's a mouthpiece. Uh, like her whole job is to lie. But like as a human being, when you look at her in like these positions, you're like. God, that's gotta suck. That's gotta suck because you know, and and not really that I care for her that much, but like when we were in the military, you know, when you had to like be in a position because of your boss, and you're just like, yeah. oh, this is fucking so shitty, and people like feel bad for you that like, you're taking the shit because your boss is like a retard or mentally ill in this case. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like that's what I kind of think of sometimes when I look at her. Like, God, her officer in charge is a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see if we can. Um, I just want the clip of her talking. See, this one's a minute 23. This should be it. All right, so I'm gonna share my screen. Share, allow. I wish it was easier. Share sound. There we go. About this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. For event today, the president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. Well, the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so
so of course she was on his mind she was of top of mind uh, for the president he uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming friday hi everyone george stephanopoulos <laughs> oh my god dude i it's mean like... i guess she did okay for yeah. what you have to damage control for <laughs> but it's like bro you know that like everybody saw it man everybody saw that like you're not you're not fooling anybody my guy i, I know she's she's got to tell you like you can't you can't believe your lying eyes like you're you gotta you know he was just recognizing her and her her family that's all he was doing no that's not he's like jackie are you here jackie where you at like that's not <laughs> that's not the same thing that's not that's not recognizing her accomplishments that's asking where a person is because he thinks she's still alive yeah dude that's so bad dude that's yeah. embarrassing Could you imagine being the family like i feel like as the family like you would just not go to the bill signing on friday like i i, I mean I, what is what is or going you go like... because you feel so bad for him I feel like maybe you go because it's like they are signing it in your, I don't know, mother, grandmother's name, whatever. But it's just, ah, dude, it's just like kind of embarrassing. It's like when like people, it's like someone at your funeral, like asking where you are, you know, like it's just <laughs> like, ugh, like I don't even know how to explain. It's just like there's no there's nothing going on in his head or it's there's stuff going on, but it's just like he's he's like constantly six months behind sometimes six years well, behind you can only take that two ways right like you can only take that as he is not informed and his statement about her when he released it was not by him and he had no idea what so it's insincere or he literally doesn't know where he's at like or he has dementia like it's one or the other like either he's he's completely like not tuned in to what's actually happening because he doesn't care and it doesn't really matter to him or and what i generally think it is he's not actually all there like it, there's just no way yeah i think you're right i think i mean this is not anything new it's not like he's yeah he has he's blundered a lot and then it just gets worse like at least they can't run it, him again right they can't run him again I feel like there's no way, like just no way. I don't know how I, I was, I'll be the first to say, I was shocked he made it through those two debates that he did do with Trump. And I was pretty shocked yeah. that he won by like not campaigning at all. Like, like did like four campaign. Whatever they shit. hopped him up, whatever they hopped him up with on that stuff, on the, on those tours and those, those debates, they just, run it into him until he dies like because at least i feel that's like that's what they're doing <laughs> yeah. but like then he has that like they got it like every time he has to talk in public you give him whatever fucking magical mix you gave him during the campaigns because there's it does i feel like it's got to do so much damage right like it's got to do like a lot of damage to the democratic party doesn't it doesn't it like i feel like it has to I, I feel like, like it's not day, it's not helping. Every, it can't be yeah, helping them, you know. It's gotta chip away at their resolve, like, wow, we really did that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's like when people 
old people ask the question, is it a sign of weakness or strength that they got him elected? It's like, maybe yeah. it was at first a position of strength. Like, oh, we can just throw up this old clown and weaken it, Bernie his ass into the presidency. But now it's like, I don't know, dude. It looks pretty weak. Like, it's just, it, it's just, it's like, who's in charge? It's like, they can't keep that yeah. facade going anymore. Like everyone kind of, if you just watch a few of his speeches, like everyone kind of knows like Biden's not really calling the shots here. Like, right. Like, right. Like, I and just it's not even like we can't even say that it's his wife like we did for Bill Clinton. Like everybody was like, oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton ran the whole <laughs> yeah. fucking four years that Bill was president because like I barely see anything from her. So either she's really good at staying under the radar and like saying what and telling everybody what's happening and what we're what they're doing. Or it's, you know, the powers that be, whatever that, whatever they might be, is just like, we're just trying to get through this until Do they, he's done. Yeah. And they have they to be run, freaking out. I really don't know who they run. They got to be freaking out in the White House. Like, it's got to be like an every day is a crisis for them. Like, where's Biden? Where'd he go? We lost him. <laughs> I thought Jimmy was looking for him. Like, I thought yeah. Jimmy, I thought Jimmy's on fucking Biden patrol this morning. Like, where's Jimmy at? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, in, like, it's got to be like his chief of staff or like maybe secretary or secretary Blinken. Like, I don't know who's like running shit up there, but it can't be Biden. Like, it's just obviously no. not Biden. He is like more of a liability than he is uh, solving or helping or contributing in any way. Like everyone kind of, re I think everyone kind of realizes that. And it's just this kind of like phony and like to a point that you, you kind of, like I know he's like for 50 years, he's been in office. He's kind of a, and his record is not good at all. And he's kind of garbage and done a lot of uh, disgusting things in his career, but he's just so old that you just kind of look at it and you're like, dude, what? This is just sad. It's not even like, it's not, it's almost like you pity because he's so old. You kind of pity him a little bit. Yeah. Or you're just like, dude, get the, let him, let him just go away. Let, let him retire, him, dude. Get like, him to him Martha's Vineyard. Get him out of here, dude. Like, come I on. They, I, I heard they have new workers. Like, <laughs> get, just him. get him to Martha's Vineyard. Let him retire and live out. Let him live out his golden hour, you know, or yeah, golden but, shower, you know, whatever he's into. But then, like, then I start thinking about for us, I'm like, well, would we rather have him or Kamala? <laughs> I think, I think Kamala might be worse. I think she would be, dude. I think she's. So I think I'd rather throat. Kamala be in charge, and I think she'd be, I think she'd be worse in the public eye. I think she would hurt the Democratic Party more. Because now you just at a certain point, like you, Biden's getting sympathy because the left is just like, yo, dude, like fuck, we That's did that. That's true. Time. That's true. Biden might get sympathy points where it's like, oh, leave him alone, man. He's just an old man. <laughs> yeah, leave him yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. Like they're constantly on the verge of like, you shouldn't disrespect the president. You should feel bad for the president. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like it's like, yeah. all right, pick one guys. Cause they don't really work out together, but I don't, I just, I, I feel like Kamala would be Kamala would be the left left's version of like, uh, 
let's see who's a who is a shitty republican like like a bush bush did a lot of damage at, at the end of his his tour for the republicans a lot of damage didn't look intelligent always saying stupid shit always having to run back on what he said and i think kamala would, but still like very war hawkish and i think kamala would bring up those vibes but on the left side yeah i feel like she would she would like she would really try to show her dick in a dick showing contest yeah. because she's a woman you know she would feel like oh i'm since i'm a woman i got to prove myself type mentality and i think it would invades you know, russia day one and <laughs> in, invades russia <laughs> yeah like fucking sent fires in the dude. winter <laughs> in the winter <laughs> it's like Whoa. no what are you doing <laughs> this is why women shouldn't be in charge of the military i know men I did s- it too i know men did it too but it worked out horribly and now we have the presence of hindsight so the fact that she invades in winter is her own damn fault and we're not standing for it dude i swear to god if kamala harris is president and me and you were like pulled back in the military and we're in the dead cold of winter in Russia. I'm never going back, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm running back. I'm like going to run to Russia and just be like, I'm a Russian person. I don't know. I'm going to live in Russia the rest of my dude, days. They're dude. not getting me, bro. I'm going to South America or I'm going to or I'm going to live in the fucking high country of Canada. Like it's one or the other. Like, I don't care what it is. I get a letter saying, hey, you're going back to the military. No, the fuck I'm not. Like, I'm going somewhere else. Like, I'm not going back. Dude, maybe we'll make friends with the Russians if we go, though. We'll be like, yeah, what's up, dude? Well, if we, I mean, I won't say that, but. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we switch sides? Like, the, uh, we switch sides! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Hang on, are I actually have some... to do that if you're... Are you only allowed to do that if you're trans? Because that one lady did it? She was trans. Uh, dude, yeah, that's what I was gonna look up. That uh What's her name. It's on it was on breaking nine one one. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so first openly trans office army officer charged in plot to give US military medical information to Russians to help in war against Ukraine. Does that mean that she knows that US military people are gonna be in Ukraine? at some point i don't know and what medical records are you handing over like why medical records is my question <laughs> they're all allergic to peanuts <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just that i just you know and what is it with trans people because we had uh chelsea manning give up like yeah. shit to WikiLeaks. so it's like what's up with trans people in the army specifically uh committing treason according to the empire <laughs> so dude, they like, don't know what side they're on leave them alone yeah, <laughs> they, got, yeah. they got country dysphoria <laughs> i just don't get it dude it's like two and maybe it's just because they're trans and they get highlighted in the news like that but like it's just yeah. fucking weird and i just don't get <laughs> they, medical they just, records they just get fucking uh what do we call it when you'd uh they just skylight themselves. They're just like, bing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's like, oh, why look. would you, why are you bringing attention to yourself? Everyone's already like zoned in on you because you're a trans person yeah. in the military. Why are you bringing attention to yourself? I should read the article actually, but we're out of time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that's the fucking shit show. 
Uh, I don't really have any fucking cool things to say right now. So, <laughs> um, I feel buy like I buy Bitcoin. Always buy Bitcoin. It's um, cheap right now. It's getting cheaper. You never, you never know what's true and what's a story that they tell you over and over until everyone forgets that it's a lie. Oh yeah, you were you were posting about that a lot this week. You know who said that? Who? Um, Peter. <laughs> Do you know who said that? It's Game of Thrones, dude. Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, not Dinklage. Peter, the fucking backstabby, yeah. shady dude. Little finger. Little finger. Little finger. Yeah. 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 He's he the had one some that good said quotes. That. He had some good quotes. Yeah, he was a Machiavellian. What's it called, Luke? Machiavellian. Machiavellian. I was gonna say you read the book. You fucking tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Machiavellian. Yeah, he was. He didn't care how he got power as long as he got some power. But it did not work out well for him in the end. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it yet, don't even bother watching it because the last season will piss you off. This is this is true. These are the facts. Well, that's the fucking shit show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week, probably with a guest. We'll see. Um, Yeah, we out.